Welcome back to Life After High School, everybody. My name is Glenn Younger-Gorse, and each week I look to bring you an impactful guest, message, story, and lesson to help you reach your wildest goals. Thank you for hanging out with me today, and let the show begin. It's the Life After High School podcast. Stop trying to please everybody. I have a dilemma, and it involves friendship and uh, how to tell if I need my need a new couple new friends here. I just want to bring this to you guys because I think it's very important, and... What happened is, let me tell you a story. I'd have a couple friends who make commitments, bail, or say one thing, but do another, or keep chasing something, or keep saying some things, and they say one thing, but do another, and they don't actually want the advice, they just prefer to complain. So they do these things, and they're like, oh, I want to do this, or I want to do that, or you know what, I'm going to start doing this, or I'm going to start trying that they never do or they say yeah we'll go here or oh i'll meet you there or hey let's do this and then it always falls through i get it life happens right you have things that come up or you have things that happen with people or like we're just having a bad day like i get it been there we all have it's a uh, it makes sense right it it happens it's life with that being said um what this uh, friend of mine said was i think he's a good dude i like the guy i just don't like his character i heard that and i was just like yes Yes, sir. Thank you. Like that finally put into words in the perfect way what I've been saying about a handful of people I know or who I've known for a while or people who I like expected, I guess, in the beginning to be better friends with um, because I think there is a honeymoon stage in friendships as well. And I think the issue with what happens is people like say they want to do this. They say they want to do that. Like, if you don't want to, or you just can't, like, it's okay. You don't have to do it. Like, you don't have to start working out all the time. You don't have to do this, that, whatever. But honor your commitments. Honor your commitments. If you don't want to compete in something, or you don't want to, like, go to, uh, like, go to that family function, or go to whatever, you don't have to if you don't want to. You don't actually have to do anything you don't want to do. But if you say you're going to do it, and you say it with the intent of, I'm doing this, but why am I doing this? Well, I'm doing it to please somebody else. Well, then that kind of comes full circle with what we want to talk with, what I want to extrapolate and talk about today. And I think the main issue that we all face is we're trying to please everybody. And I want to dive a bit deeper into this. So I think we try to please everybody when we're with them. So we try to commit and we try to say things and we try to make them like us by hearing, by telling them what they want to hear or telling them things that'll make them like you. And what this does is it jeopardizes our character. So it jeopardizes the values or the morals or characteristics or character traits that kind of make you who you are to the core. And so when he said this piece of like wisdom, I found very profound that if you don't know or you have those friends and then it's like, he's a good dude, but I don't like their character. That kind of made me understand exactly the best way to put it. Cause I have friends where I'm like, oh, I really like them. I think they're a really good dude. Like I enjoy being around them when they don't cancel. I think they, you know, like everybody, like, right. But if they're gonna say something and then like 20 minutes or an hour ahead of time, they bail. I get it, life happens, right? If you can't make it happen, you can't make it happen. Or if it was a loose commitment where you're like, hey, we should do this. And it's like, hey, we touch base. Hey, we can do this. Nah, some things came up. It's not going to work as I thought. No worries, right? Again, life happens. 
But the issue I'm having is when you say, for example, hey, let's go train at six, it's 5.30, hey man, I'm not going. And the only reason is like a lack of confidence or you're not feeling it or whatever your excuse is. You can only have excuses or results, right? But you can't have both. And in this case, um, when I heard that, it allowed me to kind of step back and understand um, that perspective of, oh, like these people are good people and I could still believe that people are good people, but now I'm not battling like, do I like them? Do I not like them? It's like, oh, I just don't like their character. I like them. That's great. I love them as people. I think they're nice, sweet, caring people, but they have no honor, no honesty, lack of courage, which is fine. I don't have to like that, but that's a personal preference. But then as this kind of happened and um, this like kind of started to like formulate this like way of thinking in my mind, I ended up diving into some books, some articles, some videos and kind of coming up with what the process is, digging deeper and like why, like why do we think that way or why do people act or behave this way? more so um the acting part so in terms of characteristics um like we have an honesty we have like trust and friendship and like the people that try to please everyone out of the fear of what they believe the people will think of them in that process you're letting yourself down and why there's the anxiety of it is you don't want to disappoint the person whether it's a family member or like a friend or something you don't want to disappoint them and you run the risk of losing them you don't want that that vulnerability of like or you don't have that you don't want that risk so instead you'd prefer to put your own morals and your own character traits and own characteristics and goals kind of at the sideline just to please one person but if you're trying to please 70 like seven different people or three or four or five different people, then what you do is you, you almost can't. And what you do is you end up like breaking yourself down in the process, dealing with like massive amounts of stress, massive amounts of anxiety. And these are really, really big issues. And especially with young men nowadays that I want to dive into a bit and kind of understand and talk to you guys a bit about why that why and how I came to these realizations, how and why they're, uh, why I think it's important that we, uh, we understand this information and try to like pair it with like what's going on in our lives or how you can relate it to what's going on with your life. So first and foremost, I want to introduce this term called economical or like economics. So the term economical means giving good value or service in relation to the amount of money, time or effort. So I was reading this story in one of these books and it's kind of, I look more into it once I read it and what they do in cultures that are very, very opposite side of the world or opposite style of government or leadership or culture is you'll find it in like countries like Russia or, or uh, countries like, um, like even, um, like China and these, um, like these, uh, more communist style, like, um, countries, what happens is, um, in these countries where there's like one leader, one ruler, everything you say, there's not really much room or if any room at all, there's no like room for economic growth in the society or the culture. So you can't go to Russia and start your own like 
daycare business or you can't go start a landscaping company, right? Like I've started probably like four or five different and like been a part of four or five different small businesses, companies, or ran my own like side hustles and in the last few years and in the last four or five years. And all of that taught me that you can kind of just pay, I can just pay $60 and all of a sudden I have like a coffee roasting company. And that's crazy because there's nothing like that in a lot of countries. And what I've noticed though, from doing research, talking to people who are from there or talking to people who are like, um, who know people or who have visited these places, um, what they say is they're very, very, very abrupt, straightforward and almost rude. So what this does is it allows when people are upfront and like having genuine, open, honest conversation, which is why I enjoy the podcast so much. That's what we search for, right? Is that open, honest communication, which allows you to trust the person and it allows you to connect better with the people. It's very hard to trust and very hard to connect with somebody who puts on a persona to benefit their themselves in some form of like financial or um, exchange. So what this, what I see is, um, because we live in a society with such economical uh, growth opportunities, we have over time been molded and allowed ourselves to, whether it be consciously, subconsciously, um, over time develop these different versions of ourselves or molded our values into like always what's the best decision for economic growth. And that's where I personally have a hard time connecting with a handful of people because I can't just have hundreds of friends because that would require like me to kind of put on a face for some people because they might not like how abrupt I am or how straightforward or like my style of interacting with people. It's like, it's all humor based. It's funny, but there's like, there's lines I push, like I challenge people. I don't put up with much bullshit if any at all, I kind of just call it like I see it or call it like it is. And we hold, and my friends and I especially hold each other accountable, both for like our mental, physical, and like spiritual self and growth and see how that, how everything's been pieced together that way. So why this is so important to be accountable in your friendships is whether it's a relationship with a significant other, friendships, um, family members, all these relationships, what you do is when you don't communicate honestly and straightforward with the people, you're not putting risk in any regard out there. So by me confronting somebody, say it's confronting a significant other, by confronting them on an issue or a problem that you have, you are without directly telling them or without verbally sharing with them, you're saying that you have enough trust in the relationship and the connection you have with the person that you're willing to risk losing it at the off chance that they don't like what you're gonna say. So because you do that though, more often than not doing that will bond you guys together. It may help the person grow, it'll help you grow and it'll allow you guys to be less insecure and feel more connected. It's not to say like, oh, you need to fight every day, but it's if you're allowed to, if you allow yourself to make light of problems before they 
turn into really bad issues or things that you can't fix, right? It's like, I'll use this example that I read. It was, um, if you think of trust like a, like a plate, like a china plate, if you break it once, if you're very, very careful, you can put it back together. But the more times you break it, eventually you'll never be able to put it back together at all. And you won't be able to restore it. So the biggest important thing is be honest and open in your communication. Share this and how you feel with the people. And if you're very open and you're very like direct and you communicate how you feel or you communicate how you feel about issues, what that does is not only does it so show a sign of incredible emotional maturity, but it allows you to figure out more about what's going on in people's lives, learn and help them grow. And ultimately you're building that connection with the person, whether it be a family member, friend or a significant other. So trust with communication. Now, how this all ties together with the growth opportunities and how we've all molded ourselves is I don't have hundreds of like friends. I have people who I get along with, people who I see. But what's very cool about the deep connection and the conversations on the podcast is what allows me to do is I can ask the open, honest questions that challenge what people's normal way of thinking is. And when you challenge people's normal way of thinking, you get to understand who they really are. And I think everybody, despite us having all shifted our mold to kind of suit, I also think it's why elders uh, may be more direct and outspoken uh, because they didn't have the same opportunities we did. They just had to get out, punch in and punch out and that's how they lived, right? So they needed to trust because it was a method of survival. They needed to know who they could trust to get through these really tough times that they were going through. Us, it's not so much. We kind of live in a pretty cool, like you get paid to do nothing. Um, if you physically can't work, you get money. If um, you need food, you can ask for it. You can stand at corners and ask for money. There's lots of ways. So the opportunities are everywhere, right? You could start a business for like 60 bucks online. You could register one. Like you can just put an ad out on a free app that says we'll work, whatever, whatever you can do. And all these crazy things are amazing opportunities and we need to make the most of them. But what that does is it allows everybody to put on a face to bet and make decisions based on what's best for them in like a transactional regard. Where as I'm looking at how to develop trust through that communication and connect with people better that way, because not only do we develop in a better sense and self, but we develop those connections better, have better friendships and actually go on to live happier lives. It's because nobody has any like, oh, face like face the issues deal with the consequences right everybody almost has this sense of entitlement because you were born in this opportunistic society where as if you weren't or you didn't you might have a different attitude right or you were born into money or your parents did this that or the other thing you didn't have to earn it you're not open and honest everybody has like a public face or whatever image that they want to 
convey to the public, but it's like, if that's not you, it's very, very tough for me to understand what you're going through or why you do it because it allows you to not be able to trust people as much because I'm there sit I'm sitting there going you're probably going to cancel because your lack of honor but if a decision comes up where you have to work or you have to do this or you have to do that I get it but a lot of the times I see that and I kind of get nervous about why people have this issue and why people do these things and there's a very very big problem that I see especially with young couples and like young friends it's nobody really challenges them and especially in young relationships they kind of get together and as soon as there's issues they're like they'd rather keep it down but it's because they haven't lived and they haven't challenged themselves enough and they're not emotionally mature enough so they let their insecurities bleed to the forefront of how they feel and make every decision which is terrifying it's toxic it's disgusting and we have to find ways to shift that and like keep our like manage our insecurities develop those things and if you're in a relationship or if you're you have friends that i'll end this i'll end it here with this if you're in a relationship or if you're in a friendships with people who have no honor no uh, ability to commit or no um want to please everybody and they're just driving themselves insane you could still be friends with them if you like them as a person or they're caring they're nurturing they're really nice and they're sweet but if you don't like their character or they are flake out all the time or they make plans and don't follow through and it happens all the time for bullshit reasons it might be time to ask yourself do i need new friends see you guys